I got the pneumographics on lockdown in this area, <laughs> and I'm pulling it he down. He was in charge. And he was in charge. And there are, Didn't they I'm say a, it won't rain again until I get my words? Until, until I say, say like until I... there welcome my friend you're going to like troy he wants you to win he wants you to find your lane out there and do your kingdom thing in this episode with troy thompson senior pastor of church on the north coast we're going to discover that there's a royal anointing in you and that we each must live in harmony with that royal anointing or we're going to be frustrated also it's way beyond attending church and even serving in church. It's the kingdom contribution that you make out there. Troy's real strong on this. We talk about your relational ecosystem, how it matters, how you have to run with the right kingdom people. Also, your identity and your purpose are your secret powers, way more powerful than you know. We'll talk about how you've been born again with incorruptible seed, We can live beyond our natural genetics, our natural DNA, the thoughts, the words, and the DNA of the Creator coming into you through the born-again experience. And everyone talks about what happens on the ground, the demographics, but the real controlling forces are psychographics and beyond that, pneumographics or spirit graphics. Hang with us. You'll see what we mean there. And finally, how to overcome that losing mindset that wants to leech into your world, how to gain the victory over that. You're listening to Jesus Smart, the podcast, episode 22. The belief here is that Jesus knows how life works best and the future belongs to his kingdom. See the show notes page for this episode at JesusSmart.com. Are you ready for this? Stay with it. Use your podcast app. Come back to it. Put it on pause. Come back to where you left off. Just stay with this whole conversation. You're going to benefit from it. And there's a powerful prayer at the end. We were in Starbucks, okay? So here's my conversation with Troy Thompson. Okay. Hey there. We are super excited to be with Troy Thompson. And we are going to be talking about your place in the marketplace of influence, whether that be education, business, et cetera, yeah. and challenging ourselves to give ourselves permission, right, Troy? That's right. Give, giving ourselves permission in the Lord Jesus Christ with the mind of Christ to engage these areas. Troy is the pastor of church on the North Coast in Northeast Ohio, and there's four campuses, right, Troy? That's right, four Lorraine, campuses. And what are Lorraine, the other cities? Avon, Valley View, and Wycliffe. Stretches about 65 to 70 miles across northeast Ohio. That is great. That is the greater uh, sort of Cleveland area, northeast Ohio area. You may or may not be familiar with Dr. Louis F. Kayaton, who is the, uh, we're going to call him the apostolic overseer That's right. of this ministry. He also has influence in, in other churches as well. But him and his lovely wife, Tina, have been uh, pastors here for many years and now Troy is the pastor, and um, we so appreciate. I tell you, Church on the North Coast has left a big footprint. They have, with, yeah. With people over the decades. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of 
young men and women who have come through. It's uh, yeah, I, I run into a lot of isn't it a lot of used to be's. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're all over, all over this area as well as across the country, and and the influence is felt for sure. It yeah, is. From there is a massive kid. footprint, and I I actually remember back in the day where there was a sort of a a prayer mantra that was being prayed about a so-called undeniable testimony of the yeah, Lordship of there. Jesus Christ yeah. in Northeast Establishing Ohio. Establishing the undeniable testimony. And, yeah, and we can see it, see it right now. For sure. So we appreciate you, Pastor Louis K. Tinatino. We love you and appreciate you. Troy, it's time for all hands on deck, isn't it? Yeah. We need uh, God's people to take permission for themselves and to freely enter the marketplace of ideas with kingdom influence. That's right. Now, what's happening, Troy? Um, are people, are a lot of people coming to church, attending church, they're key part, you know, they're key members of a church, and yet they're really not finding their their wheelhouse in their identity and in their calling, and they're r- really not giving themselves permission to to engage. It's a strange phenomenon. I think it's I think it's they do, they don't understand the full. They don't have full comprehension of salvation. First of all, I don't think so. I think I mean, and I could be wrong here. You know what I mean? But I'm just I'm just hypothesizing. Yeah. But I, I don't For think example, what do you what do you mean by that? What would be you know? So they what you see a lot of times on a Sunday morning is that people will take a break from normal life to attend okay. this sacred one and a half hours the two hour event yeah. with people they normally don't gather with. This is the good majority of of people who attend churches, and then they go back to their normal life. But I think it should be the. I think it should be flip flopped. You know, they they should consider that their sacred life is lived out in the in all the arenas that they participate in. Okay. So whether that's the job market, whether that's school, whether that's you know relationships, but that should be employed there. Uh, rather than just that one and a half hours on Sunday. Of, you know, of quote unquote attending church, of right? Attending church. Or, yeah. or going to a church service or even participating in a church ministry, which is important, right? It is, it is. But they don't have a holistic view, right? It's so fascinating because they'll sit there and they'll amen you, right? <laughs> they'll say amen to some things and they'll never understand or never grab the, the, uh, the concept that you're talking to them when you say, you know, take this truth and invade the lies with this truth. Now go invade every lie at your workplace, go invade every lie at at school, in your home, in your marriage, with your children, you know, go invade the lies with this truth. And, and, you know, you could see it in the political realm as well. You can see that people segregate politically. Okay. They, 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 they pull to one side or another. Like with political parties, right? Yeah. But political affiliation and they leave their, they leave their religion at the altar, but they, they migrate towards their political beliefs rather than let their religion invade their political beliefs and then, and then create transformation within the right, right or the left or wherever. No no matter where they're at on the political spectrum, right? Yes. Bring, bring the Christian worldview into that realm into that realm and not allow it to work reversed where yeah. the political spectrum affects how you think that revolutionized my life when i when i was born again and i and i read the, the the scripture that said my kingdom come my will be done on the earth as it is in heaven mm-hmm. when i read that i thought oh my gosh you mean jesus wants heaven to come here more than he wants me i mean he wants me there and we're going to get there but be, until then he says yeah. bring it here yeah, and that's changed. That's changed my life. That's the one one of the teachings that's. Uh, yes, revolutionized I, I, I think if our if our if our view is that we are going there, mm-hmm. and we don't really don't even know what that means, we just right. have some exactly. fuzzy abstract view <laughs> exactly. of what that we're, we're going to heaven. We're not even, but actually there there are going to be a new heavens and a new earth. 
Yeah. The heavenly Jerusalem will come here, right? Yeah. This earth is going to be renewed. And so we, it's kind of like you're, you're at home here. Get comfortable here and transform because it's all coming back this way anyway. Start building some stuff. Start, yeah. yeah start, start, start making some stuff. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, people pray that prayer sometimes, the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. And, and, and they only think of it with that far off view of the coming of Christ. It includes that. It includes yeah. the fullness of his kingdom coming. But we also pray the near view of let your kingdom come now in my life through me, right? Right now. As a foretaste of what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Let heaven, let heaven correct my wrong thinking in my marriage. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. That's heaven now. Every area. Right? That, in every area. That, that is Politically right. correct me with heaven. Correct the broken constructs of this world with heaven now, in, in, in right where I stand. Sin and the fall of mankind has broken the constructs of this world, mm-hmm. and we've drug it into the church, haven't we? We, it, we? we drag these broken constructs into the community of faith, Yeah, and yeah. we need uh, to be renewed. Um, you know that famous verse in Romans 12, too, don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul in Ephesians 4 also says, let the spirit of your mind be renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Super important. I tell you, about about 30 or 40 years ago, Troy, there were some notable Christian leaders, two in particular. I think there's a third that I can't recall right now, but Lauren Cunningham, who founded Youth with a Mission, mm-hmm. and then also Bill Bright, who founded Campus Crusade for Christ, which I think now is known as The Crew. They, separate from each other, received an understanding from the Lord, and they came together and sort of compared notes over lunch or something and found out that the Lord had laid seven areas on their hearts— Uh, education, government, the church, family, arts and entertainment, media. Um, I may have missed one there. And that we are too. They they refer to them as mind molders. Yeah. These are areas of culture that that mold the minds of humanity. This message has been re-trumpeted recently. You may have heard of it as the seven mountains that we are to come into these areas and bear kingdom influence, right? Right. In, In the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, what what's on your what's on your mind about yeah. about these spaces? That to me exemplifies what faith is. And you talk about invading broken constructs in these seven mountains of influence, right? If you if you possess the top three percent of those mountains, you control those mountains. Mm-hmm. And we we tend to um, want God. We, we, we tend to believe or live with this, this narrative that if we can control the religious mountain, then the religious mountain will control all the rest. Yeah, we've right? been operating under that for a long time. For a long time, right? So we pray and we, we bind the strong man on Sunday or in our camp meetings and in our prayer meetings. But then we don't send anybody to the White House. We don't send anybody to the education system. We don't raise our children school to invade boards, mayors, school boards, mayors, trustees, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, arts, and, I mean, the arts. You know, music. How many, I mean, how many times have you heard, you know, religious people complain about the sinful debauchery of the music world, yep. right? Yep. Rather than, right, so, and then complain equally when somebody who is really anointed rises and invades that culture like Lecrae, the crosses likes of over, Lecrae, yeah. and crosses over. Then we criticize them for selling out mm-hmm. rather than applauding them 
for transforming culture. Right. Right. Yes. And, that, and that's what we, we, we've got to begin to champion each other in, in the regard of saying, I want you to win, mm-hmm. but I want to, I want to employ you to win. I want to give you the tools to win mm-hmm. on the mountain you're on. Where, what mountain are you on? And let me, let's have an honest conversation as to where you are on that mountain. Are you at the bottom? Are you in the middle? Are you somewhere near the top? Let's help you invade the top. Get to the top three percent. A lot of people say, "Well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be the top of the mountain." Well, then be the you know be the cupbearer to me and Nehemiah. Then, uh, yeah, get starts right out next with the foothills, right? Yeah, get you right, can, you can get right next to him. Just find your your measure in your space. That's right. a portion to you, right? By by calling and by grace, and that's that's where the music is going to be for for your life. So if you're thinking, is this Christian Reconstructionism or is this some kind of Dominion theology? There, no, it's not. We're not saying that we're going to like take over completely no. these mountains, but we are to be salt and light on these mountains, right? But you're going to transform them. Influencing them, transforming yeah. them. You're going to bring hope to them. Oh, yeah. You're going to bring healing to them. You're going to bring peace. Our government needs peace right now. Our, our nation needs peace. It is so divided. Genesis speaks of the sons of Issachar, understanding the times of which they lived, mm-hmm. what's needed in our nation or for the sons of Issachar to recognize the season and the time of which they live and to bring peace, to lay down between two burdens was the prophetic utterance over Issachar, to lay down between two burdens and bring peace to it. That's what's needed. Hmm. But you, know, you have to invade that territory. What do you mean by that? Is that like an intercessory role? An intercessory, not just in prayer, I mean, literally but, a, but, a, but, a, but a go-between in <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, I mean, literally um, carry the presence, the glory of God that's inside of you. So the yeah. glory of, of heaven now rests within you. Go and invade territory. It's it's funny. I've seen this on my son. I, I, I was hanging out with him uh, last year and... And as we were having conversation, he did something. You know, he, he made this mannerism as we were talking. And my, my father's been dead for six years. As he did this mannerism, I saw the glory of my father on him. Oh, wow. The unspoken manifestation of my father was on him. Mm. He carries it still. He, he, you know, it just, he, he did a mannerism that looked like his dad. And, and it brought, and it, it was so nostalgic to me mm. that it, it almost made me tear up because I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's my dad. And people need to see their father. People need to see the Heavenly Father in you. And if we could ever understand that, that's our assignment. Sometimes we're going to share openly with, with words. But most times we're just going to share the Father with the unspoken manifestation and the presence and the peace of God, the hope that we bring. So sometimes the testimony of Jesus is uh, overt, like That's with right. words. Sometimes it is, yes. But sometimes you're saying, in fact, most of the time you're saying it's more I, covert. I believe it's more covert. These, these kingdom I like my Jesus covert. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives you credibility and it gives, it, it gives you trust. You know, it says in the New Testament that people will ask to give an account for the hope that is in you. That's but good. That's if, good, if Brian. If we're not showing them some credibility uh, in our marriages and our finances and our health, exactly. you know, what, exactly. why should they listen to us, right, if we're a wreck? If they don't see glory on your life. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If you're born again, you have a, a royal kingly anointing in you, whether you feel like it or not. It is there. Yes, it is. And if you don't begin to live in, a, in harmony with that anointing, you are going to be vexed. You're going to be frustrated. Be, yeah, listen, there, that's why a lot of people are frustrated. Oh, yeah. There, there, there's going to be like an incongruence in you at the core. You know, it says we all have an anointing from the Holy One, right? Yes, yes. Those who know Christ and those who are born again. And, and if you don't live in harmony with that, it's like you're not being true to your true self. That's right. And you're yeah. going to be miserable eventually. You can attend church and be miserable. I don't know if you know that or not. 
Um, <laughs> I see a lot. Of, let, me not, let, me, let, me, let me not say anything right there. <laughs> I mean, we got to get to the place where the music is singing in, in terms of our own life, you know, where the story's unfolding, right? right. And we got to get into our wheelhouse. Uh, Troy, what is it? Um, there, I agree with you that most Christians who attend church, there is this sort of this residence, this slowness to take permission to do brave things, mm-hmm. you know, to step out and do great things. What is causing that? I mean, there's a couple of things here. I, I think, you know, I'd, I'd unpack. First, Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, right? We're really, what he was saying is the people that are supposed to support you aren't going to. You know, the people that you would expect to your be your greatest yeah. advocates, your family members, your brothers, your moms, your dads, those are the ones that aren't going to. They're going to see you as common. They're going to, they're going to um, in many instances, reject your greatness, reject the, the, you know, their, your significance. They're not going to see it like others do. And so I think, first of all, we have to recognize that the people that were looking to support us and encourage us aren't going to, and you have to stop looking for their permission. And that's something we can't become bitter about, no, or no, we, no. we have to forgive and release and just no, bless no. and but honor. But you've right? got to recognize that y- your encouragement comes from the Lord. It has to come from the Lord. It can't come from man, even even your mom or your dad, you know, because in many instances, what they're going to do is, is you're going to set your watch by their clock. You know, uh, there's a story I share. And, and it talks about a man back in the, uh, you know, back in the industrial steel days where he would walk to work every day at seven o'clock in the morning. And he, the, the, the gentleman who owned the jewelry shop would be out sweeping the stoop and he would stop in front of the jewelry shop's clock in the window and he'd set his watch by the clock. And he did that for 30 years. And, and then one time, 30 years later, he goes by and he comes by the man's uh, jewelry shop and he, he goes to set his watch by the clock in the jewelry shop window. And the guy looks at him and says, what are you doing? I, I see, I've seen you do this every day for 30 years. He said, you set your watch by my clock. What's going on? He's like, he said, well, I mean, you're a jewelry owner. This is why I, I, I you know, you keep, you keep time. He said, he said, well, where do you work? He said, I work down at the still mill there. He said, well, that's interesting because I set my clock by the whistle that blows at that still mill (laughs) every day at five o'clock. All right. And you see, we're all setting our watches by somebody else's clock. And And, and we could all be wrong. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And if we're off by a fraction of an inch, we all miss miss our appointments in life. And and the point is, don't set your watch by somebody else's clock. You, You have to know the Lord and you have to set your times on this earth according to his mandate yeah, according like to his vision for you yeah. his purpose his identity it, that's we where you have to go we could be too slow right we could yeah, miss, we could miss Kairos whole, seasons of right. opportunity because we're just so unobservant Come or slow on. right you can miss and you could walk you could walk with this expectation of saying tell me what time it is you know, tell me, Brian, is it my season? Is it my time? And you go asking other people. They have no, they have, I don't care how brilliant they are and prophetic they are, they're going to miss it because they're not aware of your time the way you're aware of your time, your seasons, your anointings, your giftings. Only the Father is aware of that. Yeah, yeah. You know? He, he, so, he is the ultimate timekeeper and timepiece, right? So I think a lot of times, you know, we have to quit caring about what everyone else thinks and start paying attention to your passion, your I think purpose, the encouragement would be you need to really ask God and find some people that you can run with, you know, that want you to win, a small band, that a small is, company, a 
something, right? That you Even can Jesus run. did that. Yeah. Even Jesus did. Yeah, that you can run with, and, and it's, it's going to be few and not many. Let's just be real. Be very You're going to have to find some kind of a cluster, some kind of a small band. You know, you, you talk with each other, you pray with each other, you help each other out, you want each other to win. You almost have to get, in a good way, a chip on your shoulder in the spirit, don't you? That you is for sure. A, you got to have a little bit of a chip. Yeah, you got to yeah, and like <laughs> I said, not in a carnal way. No, but no. in a in a Christ way. Did, did did Christ have a chip on his shoulder? Are you kidding? He walked around with a chip on his shoulder all the time against the religious establishment. Yeah, I mean, he he was always being antagonized. He was always being attacked everywhere he went. But he had a Peter, James, and John that believed in in his in his purpose. Even when they didn't understand, they still believed in him. And he took them to places he wouldn't take the 12, right? He yeah, took them to the true. top of the mountain when he was transfigured. He took them into a room when, the, when there was a, a, a dead, I think it was a, a dead child laying there. And said he kicked everybody else out yep. and said, these three can stay because these three believe in me and my ability to raise the dead, right? That just tells you sometimes you got to clear your personal environment to see the miraculous. It's one of the things I teach people all the time. Yep. You have to edit your circle. Your, your circle is going to get smaller. Edit your circle. You, you have to edit your circle. Like you, you edit your friends, man. <laughs> you you can be my friend, but you can't you can't come into the room when when there's dead stuff in here. Oh, I that's, only take that's, certain that's individuals so good, in there. That's so good, Troy. And it's it's not a mean thing. It's just a reality no, thing. No, no, Jesus that's did true. it, and you know that's what? True. Peter did the same thing in the Book of Acts. He did Absolutely. the same thing. He because he was in the room with Jesus with the with the child. Later on with Dorcas or whoever here, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the same, same exact template. Exactly. He cleared the place. He brought a few in okay but go ahead yeah your ecosystem matters oh yeah your ecosystem matters you know and i had this little goldfish at home and uh, and i i my, my 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 daughter has had it for a while now and uh, i came home the other day and this goldfish it was polluted and you could barely see the goldfish in this little bowl <laughs> oh, you no. know and yeah. i thought oh it was swimming around on its side i'm thinking it's it's, it's, it's days are numbered right and and i thought to myself um how many times do we swim in environments that are polluted yep yep and, and we bring detriment to ourselves yep. and because our our ecosystem we allow to be polluted by by other people's extrament you know yes, like, you're right like what they yeah. their refuse is we're swimming toxicity <laughs> yes yes i hear that and we have to be almost in a christ-like way ruthless with that issue you definitely do you you've got to you've got to make sure that the people you connect with the people you connect with and the people you you bring into your inner circle have to feed your identity and purpose and they have to believe in you they have to believe in you and they want to ha- they have to want you to win they have to want you, want you to, to win. win you have right? to hear that because you know the people i remember from my past are the people who wanted me to win you know I, I tell a story of my my english teacher from high school you know i had this incident where i was in trouble she comes into the principal's office while i'm sitting there she opens the door she walks in and she stands between me and the principal and she, she you know i had gotten into some trouble and she stands between me and the principal and she says if you um suspend him i'll quit wow i got a's in that class for the rest of my junior and senior year because she believed in me. She wanted me to win. And I could I could name you people in my life that have affected me, impacted me. Powerful Ed Citro, my, my, my freshman football, or my freshman uh, basketball coach, wanted me to win. He was my coach at, in freshman basketball, and I, he, I didn't see him for four years. I graduate high school, he comes to me up on graduation, he hands me um, a scrapbook, and he says, I've followed you 
for the last four years. You're kidding. And I've prayed for you, and I wanted you to win. Here's, here's what I followed, and here's what I saw. And he hands me a scrapbook. I'll never forget that, you, man. You will never forget that. I will that. never forget that, man. In the new heavens and the new earth, you'll be thinking about I mean, that. Ed Citro is, <laughs> is my champion. And you've got to surround yourself with some people like that who look at you and say, Brian, I want you to win. I don't want to compete with you. You know what's wrong with us? We're too busy competing with one another to, to champion somebody else or to, or to want them to win, you know? That's crazy. Insecurity, competition, uh, it's like that crab thing, you know, you... One crab starts trying to climb out of the bucket. All the other crabs pull him down. Pulling I mean, down. that actually happens if you drop a bunch of crabs in a bucket. And that has no place in the kingdom of God. It, it, it? can't. It can't. It's got to go away. That is not the mind of Christ. There's plenty of space. There's plenty of room to run, plenty of space to win. Yeah. And we all have to have a winner's, a winner's mindset and want each other to win. You know, you know, I'm just thinking, Troy, we not only need to give ourselves permission to be our best for Christ, we need to give each other permission, don't we? That's right. Give, give that, s- that, that's a way of saying I want you to win. Yeah, yeah. Speak to people. And, and how do we do this? How do, you, how, how do you, you know, tell somebody I want you to win? You empower them. You empower them. You know, one of the things I've been teaching lately is when they get down, when uh, Gideon brought them down to the river, he brought all the, all the, the he brought 10,000 to the river and separated them. So 9,700 went home and 300 remained. <laughs> what he showed them there was I'm going to, I'm going to look out for you. And the 300 that looked out for their brothers and sisters who were too weary to keep their heads up. So he said, okay. I'm going to separate those who keep their heads up. I'm going to, I'm going to, those ones, those are special individuals because they're, they're helping others win before they win themselves. So they're going to drink second and they're going to keep their head up and look for everyone else. And, and today it's a, it's a heart disposition, isn't it? Of, of preferring, honoring. Yeah, you've got to take somebody and say, listen, I want you to win. I want you to drink from this river, and I want, to recognize, I want you to recognize that you are amazing, and, and you, know, you were created yeah. to yeah, do some amazing some stuff. Gold there, I want Troy. you to win. I mean, I think what you need to hear there is that, look, not only do you need to aggressively pursue your own, your own story, your own race, you need to also look out for the interest of others as well. And you will find out that that will be a, a catalyst. That'll be an accelerator for your own race. And this is what G- Paul said in Philippians 2. He said, don't merely be concerned about your own interest, but also look out for the interest of others. He said, have this mind in you, which was in Christ Jesus. It is the mind of Christ. So this kind of this solo thing and this, 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 this celebrity thing is, has really no place in the, in the kingdom. But yeah, giving yourself permission and giving... Um, uh, being sensitive to the Lord as, as he directs you to target those around you that, that you can help and giving them permission to, that's a key kingdom dynamic for you. What about our identity in Christ, uh, Troy? Uh, could, if we have a deficient understanding of our identity in Christ, could that be a limiting force yeah. in, in us, us taking permission and, and finding our lane and, yeah, and really a, excelling? That identity is so critical. Um, for us today, especially in the culture in which we live, you know, you, you, you see there is this identity crisis that exists. You know, we don't even know which bathroom to use anymore. Um, you, you know, we, we can't specify which mm-hmm. gender yep. we are. And, and now you're criticized if you do. You know, it's so weird. It's just bizarre. But, but y- your identity is, uh, is such a big part how you see yourself. And, and I say this. It's the... Your identity and your purpose are the two most compelling forces the world will ever, will ever know. Will ever know. If you don't know your purpose, just figure out your identity. 
And identity means where am I from? From whom do I come from? All right. Right? From whom do I come from? Whose image am I made in? Mm -hmm. Whose image have I been created in? And a lot of us walk around with broken identities because we look at this world and we say, you know, my, my identity is broken because my father rejected me mm-hmm. or I'm not sure who my father is or that relationship is strained or, or it's, or I'm not, I'm not doing well. So we, we perceive our identity through the eyes of failure or brokenness. Yeah. And you, you think about what Peter said, be born of incorrupt. You have been born of incorruptible seed. Contrasting it with what? The natural father's which seed, is which the is the natural corruptible which is, in the sense of which, limited humanity. Which tells and, you that, yeah, the other is broken. So you're born, but then you're born again of incorruptible seed. That, that tells me we have two sets of DNA we have to choose from. Okay. We can, we can choose to identify with the broken DNA, mm-hmm. right? Or we can choose then be, to be born again and identify with the incorruptible DNA of the Father. It's so revolutionary that Jesus described it as being born again. You're born again. When you're converted and begin, become a disciple of Christ. Right. No, most people don't see that as, as wow. real. But it is very real because one identifies with victory and achievement and success. And the other identifies with brokenness, conformity, convenience, complacency, you know, disease. You know, the other the other is broken and the other is renewed. And so um, then you wonder why all of the constructs of our society are broken when you consider that. All of us share 99.9% of the same DNA. That means there's, that's that, real. Is that biologically true? That's biologically true. true. Okay. 99.9%. We both share 99.9% <laughs> of the, I don't care what color you are. I don't care how tall you are. 99 point. So that means there's only 0.1% of your DNA that sets you apart from, from the person to the left or right of you. Okay. It's imperative then that you tap into the incorruptible born again DNA of the father. Because that's, what's, that's where your originality is found. That's where your significance is found. That's where your impact on this world will be found. That's where your influence is found. That is where your fingerprint is made in that 0.1%. Yeah, so to ignore that, that 0.1%. Yes. You are saying we are going to become vanilla, generic. We're not going to find our... Dis- you will be common. You will be common. Commonplace. And you'll be frustrated. You'll, be, you, 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 you'll live. And you're like, you're, you'll live a lie. You'll live a lie Mm. because you'll wake up every day knowing that you're not who you're living to be if you don't embrace your born-again DNA. Yeah. So you're born again for a purpose. Absolutely. And I tell you, let me see what you think about this, Troy. This is a little bit of, I guess, wide-angle theology here or something. But when you're born (laughs) again. I love you, Brian. Okay. First time we're we're, we're born the first time. We're born wrong, thus the need to be born again. We're, 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 We're born because of the fall. All right. Now, when we're born again, we're looped back into the thoughts that God was thinking about us since the foundation of the world. That's good. You know? Yeah, that's good. Is, is this right? I mean, there's a scripture right. that says that, you know, before, back in, before the foundation of the world, God was thinking innumerable thoughts about you. Yes. Which has to do with identity and destiny, right? Which has right? to be with, yeah. When you're born again now, you are, you are reconnected to that. To the truth. To the truth of that. Yes. And your mind has to be renewed to that, mm-hmm. right? You have to begin to walk in the light of that. You have to be progressing that understanding of that, right? So what do you think, Troy? I mean, if that's true, that we are looped back into the eternal mind of God, he was thinking about us before the fall. Jeremiah said, before 
I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. That's right. Before That's you, what it says. Be, before you ever took on corruptible conception, I knew you. I knew you. And I tie you back into that. I tie you back into I it. I tie you back into So don't get stuck out there. We're in a coffee shop here, as you can see, <laughs> or here, which is great. Um, but don't get stuck out there in that loop where you never really become aware of that. You live your whole life without right. an awareness of that. And don't deny it. Don't deny it. Stop living a lie. Stop coming to church every Sunday and denying that you have been born again and that you have this. So, Troy, you're a pastor and you lead a staff and you have uh, elders and people that are concerned about the spiritual welfare of your congregants. Are you looking to see what is in people and how you can empower them? Yeah. How you can equip them, resource them in terms of thinking about it, praying about it, giving them the word, giving them truth to, 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 to fuel that, right? Yeah. You're not so much looking, am I hearing that you're not so much looking to, okay, how can I grab you and use you in my thing, uh, but what no. is in you? Yeah, that's a good point. What, my, thing, my thing is not the thing for you. <laughs> Go it's ahead, not, just say that again. It, what was yeah, that? My thing is not the thing for you. Okay. It's the other way around. Your thing is the thing for the kingdom. So if I can just make you aware of the 0.1% of you that is supposed to be creating, what do you say? These have come and turned the world upside down. Those who understood who they were turned the world upside down. And if I can just get you to tap into and become more aware of the incorruptible seed that you've been born of, you will turn this city upside down if I can awaken it and if I can empower you. But the problem is, Brian, that most people don't believe that. Most people, when you say, hey, I want you to, one of the, the most frustrating things for me, and I, you know, I've, as a senior pastor yeah. of a ministry, is to say to somebody, I want you to run this thing. You know, if you want to do it, and they, they come to me and they say, I want to run the altar ministry. Let's just say, it's the altar. I want to run the altar ministry, Pastor Troy. Prayer ministry, after services. Prayer ministry, yeah. I want to do this thing. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and run it. I empower you to do that. I, all the resources you need, you have them. You have, I, like, I see that in you. You know, of course, I see that in you. Go ahead and do that. And then to come back, and then to come back, and they schedule a meeting with me maybe six months later, and then they say to me, you know what? I couldn't do um, what I was supposed to do because um, you didn't do this or do that. And I say to them, well, wait a minute. I told you to do it. I, I, I said I, I believed in you and I empowered you to do it. That means if there was any power distribution that you needed from me, I gave it to you. I gave you the power that you said you wanted and you needed to turn the light on there. And you just, now you're blaming me for the darkness that exists in that area. And you're, you're, but I gave it to you. And, and what I see a lot of times in the Do we kingdom, do that with the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. We blame him for, yeah. And he's like, he's given you the power, but we're not turning the lights on. We're not turning the lights on. He said, and then we come back and we complain to him when it's dark in places. And he's like, listen, guys, I gave you the power to do that. You don't come back to me and complain about stuff. I already gave you the power That's to right. do. That's I've right. transferred that power to you. you, the, you know, the, the power yes. of attorney has now been given to yes. you. Yes. <laughs> power of attorney has been given to you. Now go do that. Right. But that's what happens in many cases. They just, and, and it comes from you know, not full, uh, a lack of full comprehension of you know, your salvation, your identity, period. Yeah. Your yeah. Identity. That's, that's so good. Uh, there's a scripture in Psalm 115. I think it's verse 16 that says the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given, or the Hebrew means can mean a sign oh, that's good. to the sons of men. Yeah. Right. It goes back to the garden of Eden. God is always looking for partnership. I mean, God, let's, let's say it this way, friends. God is sovereign. 
but you are to exercise dominion under his sovereignty. Yes. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. It's that ambassador stuff. That's right. We are ambassadors (laughs) of. when, When you look at an ambassador who goes to another country, they live on that country's real estate in that other country. The, you know, the sending countries, real yes, estate, they yes. own that land, that That's embassy right. in that land, and they have the full backing and authority of that, of that sending government, right? right. And, if, and if you cross that barrier and, uh, 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 you know, accost those people, you will deal with that nation, That's which right. you're supposed to deal with it. <laughs> we can go at a real great I'm not going to go anywhere with that, but I'm just telling right you that's now. just the way that's supposed to work. <laughs> with Jerusalem. And, and, it, and it works that way with the kingdom. Yeah, um, You know, so um, you've been fully authorized and deputized, you're saying, yeah. by the Lord, but even even when um, you're in, like, the context of a church or a business or an organization and you've been authorized to do something and you've been given, like, a portfolio. That's right. Then you can execute on that. Yeah, right? you, you, and if you don't, it's kind of your responsibility. It's your responsibility. If you allow yourself to be taken hostage or, you know, uh, arrested or, you know, it, then you, you haven't you haven't enacted or um, or uh, utilized you, the fullness yeah. of your legal capacity. Yeah. Right? And that's what happens a lot. It that's is legal. I mean, so much of this is legal mm-hmm. with the Lord. There is a legality to the kingdom of God that has to be enforced. You know, mm-hmm. you have rights and there are laws in the kingdom and, and there is authority. So let's just touch on one thing here, Troy. We're all concerned about what's happening on the ground. You know, our demographic situation where like it, it, it plays out in the natural plane of politics and economics and yeah. crime and abuse and marriage breakdown and foster care and children, family breakdown, oh, yeah. all, all kinds of issues demographically. Now, now, those who are astute understand that there's something called demographics, but if you're a counselor or there's also something called uh, psychographics. Mm. Psychographics is the mentality and the emotional state of the people which shapes how they live on the ground, right? That's great. That's yeah. just that's it's, just the way yeah. that works. How you think and, how, and the emotional state you carry will, pl- will play out on the ground demographically in your life. Yeah. There's even fewer who talk about pneumographics, which are spirit graphics, yeah. which is at the top of everything. Spirit graphics or your spiritual state controls your your psychographic state, which then plays out in your demographic state, right? It's top down. Wow. (laughs) Come on, Troy. You're going to preach this sometime, and I'm going to have to hear it, okay? That is a brilliant revelation. I I got this from somewhere. Yeah, no, I'll give it to you. There's a a New Testament word for understanding, which means to put the parts together. So Mm. so many parts floating around in the past, but so I'm not sure where some of these parts came from, but. I just see that as a worldview issue, sort of a, a kingdom construct that we need to operate in, right? For sure. Powers and principalities need to be taken hold of, you know. Addressed. Yeah, so you got the, you know, the demographics, the psychographics, and the pneumographics. And nobody, like you said, nobody's paying attention to the stuff that controls everything. What would you say to people who live in a town or who live in a region or a part of the world where there's a... There's a problem with having a losing mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's always been, and, and you're under that as an ambassador, as a child of God, and, and you're going to counter that, right? Yeah. What, what, what's the, <laughs> talk to us about that. Man. I mean, I mean, <laughs> We're wrestling with things, I think, sometimes. Man, that's, that's, I mean, because you feel that a lot. You feel that a lot. And, and I have to say, it's and many times frustrating to recognize what you just so eloquently Verbalized, like to say that when you said that, I'm thinking, wow, 
like I recognize that everywhere I go, the, you know, the, I feel it, the yeah. pneumographics, yeah. you know, I, I feel it. You know, I feel the powers and the principalities as well. I know you do. You, you can feel like those, those spirits and, and you oftentimes feel alone. You feel alone because you, then you realize that very few comprehend that 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 realm it feels that way yeah it well, can feel that way well, yeah, i mean and, and it's true i, I mean think. it's true very few recognize yeah. but then but then it's, it's essential then they don't that, feel good but they're not sure why then it's essential that the people who have the the ability and the influence and the capacity to change the atmosphere operate with confidence strength competence yeah good coherence uh discernment courage it's ve- courage yeah yeah and and, and and shift authority that they, that they shift that the the pneumographic they have to they have to take hold right of of the stronghold and pull it down yep. and they have to lock it down um you know one of I my like m- most favorite stories in the bible is when elijah encounters ahab and he says you're the troubler of israel and he said no no i'm not the troubler of israel you are and he said and it's not going to rain because i'm locking down the atmosphere <laughs> oh my right? goodness he says he locked he down says, a weather system. For I got about the I got the pneumographics on lockdown in this area, <laughs> and I'm pulling it he down. He was in charge. And he was in charge, and there. Didn't he I'm say gonna, it won't rain again until I get my word? Until <laughs> I say, until like I say, it's not going to rain. <laughs> That's right? a powerful He was story. in charge. He was in charge. And how many people have the the legal authority to lock down atmospheres, but neglect it or not aware of it? How many people are unaware of their ability to lock down? places. I, I interviewed uh, a young lady last week, okay. and she said, it took me 30 years to, to discover that I could do what I do now in worship, how I can take an atmosphere and change it. we got to get people moving faster. 30 years, it shouldn't take that long It shouldn't take for 30 us. years to awaken somebody. Thankfully, she had it, but I mean, why couldn't she have gotten that at two years if, if somebody was talking with her or teaching her or something? I do believe, Troy, it's a battle, and I think that, you know, we just have to get stronger on the inside than what's on the outside, you know? So, so you're encouraging people to really consider not just being involved in the Sunday morning experience or yeah. in the church ministry or something. Those are needed. Those are good. Those are powerful times. Uh, there, there is something powerful about coming together as believers. Yeah, we, I, we, I feel it every Sunday. Yes, you know, if, if I wake up on a Sunday morning and I feel like I don't really feel like going to church today, come on. but I'm never regretful when I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah, yeah never. that's a good point. At 100% of the <laughs> yeah, time, you're never I, it's like, an intangible ah, thing I that happens. Yeah. Even if the, I mean, it, it's just incredible about yeah. it. It's an, a mystery, but at any rate, you're, you're saying, though, that we have to get into the, the, the world, education, arts you, and entertainment, you have to invade. government, Yeah, I think business. there's a book out there called Invading Babylon or something like that. Yeah, you got to invade it. You have to invade your space, and you have to be aggressive. And, you, you know, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. I mean, it, there's, a, there's a violence that oppresses the greatness within you, and it's, it's intentional. The enemy has a strategy, and he doesn't want you to begin to lock down atmospheres. He doesn't want you to lock down uh, locations, demographics. He wants to keep the pneumographics the way they are. Yeah, you're firing me up, Troy. Areas. This is crazy, Troy. I'm, I'm building this room at home. Here's, here's a, we'll, yeah. we'll close here, but here's a, here's a crazy story. I'm building this room at home. It's, it's a new study and workspace, and yeah. okay, and I can do this stuff, but it doesn't come like lightning quick to me. I'm not, I'll do it professionally, but I ran across this guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. who builds these cabins up in Canada out of the virgin woods. Okay, he cuts down the trees. Mm. He makes the wood. It's all by hand, no power tools. And I'm watching this. Wow. And, there's, and there's a whole movement of these people out there. <laughs> I think I've this seen back that. This back-to-basic simplicity there's movement. something about that, isn't it, 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 and, and I'm watching this guy. It's so intriguing. 
it fired me up, Troy. Mm. I went back on that room. <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with studs and drywall <laughs> and drywall screws, right? Yeah. Nothing like he's dealing with. But it, it put a fire in my belly just watching him do this. And I just think that, that we need to get fired up. Yeah. We need to, to really become a champion on things on the inside. And I must have worked three times as fast on that one yeah. afternoon yeah. than on the other afternoon. You know, yeah. Just because I saw a point of reference. That's I saw good. this guy who's That's so true. by himself doing it in the virgin woods of Canada. I'm thinking, I can kick this thing in the rear if I just get my act together yeah. here, you know, get fired up. Yeah, I mean, more, more of us need to, you know, begin to uh, operate from the pneuma, you know. The, from the spirit. From the from spirit. The pneuma. Because it inspires people. You were inspired. How many times are we inspired by somebody? And then it, 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 it's a provocation uh, from the Lord that yes. creates movement in the earth. And so you, you, to neglect your, you know, your identity and your purpose in this world is to neglect your inspiration and provocation that God's intending to use you for. And so, yes, we've got to do it. We've got to be more aggressive and more violent in our, our pursuit of it. Troy, how can people how can people get in touch with you? What what is your social media handles? Your website? Okay, so I'm on Instagram at Thompson Troy. Okay, I'm on Twitter at Thompson Troy, and I'm on Facebook as Troy Thompson. And you can go to podcast. You can catch me on podcast. Okay, at uh, what's, Troy Thompson. What's it called? Is it on iTunes? And it's just Troy Thompson's podcast. You just just you know, just search for it. Okay, and we'll we'll drop all those links in the show notes on this page so you can access those links and uh troy thank you so much for your thank time you, Brian. and i i uh I, I appreciate the content that's in you the life messaging that's coming through you and we look forward to hearing more i'm going to tap into your podcast um and um would you pray for our audience that god would just um jump start yeah that's some hearts here father i pray for every listener right now that they would just receive the provocation of the lord to walk in their identity and their purpose that they would just uh begin to renew uh, old places speak to their hearts right now and awaken their 0.1% the DNA mm -hmm. the incorruptible seed of the father awaken that within them and help them to live every day fresh and new in the inspiration of the Lord we bless you we love you we thank you uh, in Jesus name thanks Troy I enjoy the conversation I felt kingdom all over it and that's the way I like it it's all about King Jesus and his kingdom my friend find your place in his realm. Thanks for rating, reviewing, and following this podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify. You can also stream or download it right from jesussmart.com. But when you rate and review and follow it, subscribe to it, it helps others to discover the content to see if it's a good fit for them. Plus, it keeps you connected. And here's a great idea. Grab a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media. Tag it with Jesus Smart and tag it with CNC Love. Visit JesusSmart.com to see the show notes page for this episode. You can leave thoughts and questions there. There's also a contact page to communicate directly with me. Also, you'll find the social handles and contact information for Troy Thompson. Check out the next episode in several days. It'll be episode 23, part five in our mini-sode series on apostolic Christ following. It's bite-sized, but I'm excited about the edges we're pushing on in that series. I think you'll like it. As always, with Jesus, our horizon is brilliant. Make it a smart week, and all the best until next time. Yeah.